Thank you for being here. It's great to see you. We're grateful. It's been a long and challenging week to say the least. I think I aged about 15 years on Friday. But I feel like we made it through it. And uh, even though there were some adversities, God gave us grace and we're thankful for that. How many of you are thankful to see that foundation poured out there today? Amen. A major, major accomplishment. And it dawned on me as it was pouring down rain for two solid hours that uh, there's nothing easy about doing anything for God. I believe if the prince of the power of the air had anything to do with it, he probably was trying his best to destroy it, but God wouldn't let him do that. And then if it was God, then God just teach us what we need to know, that our trust is not in that foundation, but in your foundation, and you're going to keep us no matter what. Amen. I believe that today. First, I want to take you to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I don't know that I gave these to the sound booth in order, but we'll go through the 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 12. For all of you that are interested, we are going to be taking a bus from the church for family camp uh, that will be week after next, July 10th, 11th, and 12th. If you're interested, we'll have a sign-up sheet for you to begin to sign up. And if need be, we will even hire a big continental if it would make it more convenient. We want everybody to be there. Friday, Wednesday night, family night, we want all of our families to sit together. Thursday night is faith night. Friday night, freedom. I believe God is going to do some great things. Still needing some help with our ushering and our greeting. If you could see me after service, I need a, a, several more that could help fill in for that Thursday night service. First, Pete, First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 12. Paul writing said, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Second Timothy chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one. And we're going to read verses seven, eight, and nine. First, second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, But He has given us power and love and a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me His prisoner. But be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us. And called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world 
began. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 28 and 29. In nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on Him, but to also suffer for His sake. I want to go back to Corinthians to pull from that verse my subject today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. Now we have, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know, everybody said that we might know the things that are freely given to us. Oh God, I pray He will help us To be able to understand what he has freely given. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. James Russell Lowell penned some insightful words in one of his many odes when he said that the earth, the earth gets its price for what earth gives. The beggar is taxed for a corner to die in. The priest hath his fee who comes and shrives us. We bargain for the graves that we lie in. At the devil's booth are all things sold. Each ounce of dross costs its ounce of gold. For a cap and bells are our lives we pay. Bubbles we earn with a whole soul's tasking. But tis heaven alone that is given away. But is heaven alone that is given away. Tis only God who may be had for the asking. There is no price set on the lavish summer, and June may be had by the poorest comer. Herein lies the difference between God and man, for it is to a great degree the joy of possession for humankind is to have what others do not have, and to feel that sense of superiority Because we have what others do not have. But only God, the joy of possession, is to be able to share who He is and what He is and give it all away. I would today that you and I could freshly understand how much God has done For each of us. God's steady, dependable, unvarying kindness toward us 
is often taken for granted, just like this service today. We are no longer amazed by it, nor overwhelmed by it, nor awed by it. The mystery of God's faithfulness and His persistent love. You see, for the most part, people don't think much about what we've experienced this morning, and they take it for granted. The multitude of His blessings to our lives, and the wonders of His grace and They are all ours for the taking. All of the help that we need. All of the strength and the encouragement we find in Him and Him alone. And they are ours simply for the taking. Simply because God was willing to give it all away. Hallelujah. Who can fully understand Such words as freely give. Freely give. Would you say that with me? Freely give. Say it again. Freely give. He has freely given to us. Liberally. Without measure. And he doesn't do this just for the deserving. For my Bible tells me. That you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to shine on the evil and on the good. And sendeth his rain on the just and the unjust. God does not give according to merit. He does not give according to desert. He gives according to need. His reign benefits the most undeserving, the most uncaring, the most disconnected one this morning has felt the sprinkle of His Spirit as it has rained upon this service. The sun shines on the greedy just like it does on the blessed. The restorative, healing, refreshing power of the Almighty is good For the good, and it's good for the bad. And yet all of these are ours simply because he gave it away. Hallelujah. Oh, my friend, they are ours simply because God had a heart that was generous and abounding. Who can fully understand and comprehend these things today? I have to confess to you that over the last few hours and days, I have been staggered at the liberality of God's goodness toward us and astonished by His generosity. Even in the midst of adversity, I have looked around at things that are ours only because God gave it to us. We didn't merit it. We didn't earn it. We've not worked hard enough to get it. But out of the goodness of His abundance, He has poured out upon us. Blessing upon blessing. Mercy upon mercy. He has put you in a church where you can experience the power of His presence. You ought to be thankful for every gift that God has given you freely. 
think with me for a moment what would life be like if he had not shared with us. What would life be like without a mercy seat? What would life be like without a throne of grace? What would life be, what what would it be like without the forgiveness of sin? What would it be like if faith didn't matter? If faith didn't work. I thought this morning while we were singing and worshiping, everything we were declaring was the word of the Lord. But we were declaring it because his word has admonished us to do that. His word said, sing unto the Lord a new song. His word said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Come before his presence with singing. The very reason that we entered into that time of worship was because his word has encouraged me to do that. I wasn't smart enough to know how to access his presence, but he said, I'm going to tell you how to do it. If you'll just begin to magnify, if you'll just begin to exalt me, I'm going to open a door for you to pass into my presence and into my power. Amen. You see, everything that we possess that matters this morning, we have because God willed to give it to us. He willed to give it to us. He willed to give it to us. All the wonders of grace. You remember what grace is. It's getting what you don't deserve. That's what it is. And we've experienced the wonder of His grace this morning. Some of us have not been perfect this week. As a matter of fact, some of us have been downright, well, I better talk about myself. I've stumbled. I've had a few moments when I doubted. But you know what? Doubt or no doubt, it didn't change one thing about who he was. And he came this morning. His grace came into my life. Not because I deserve it, but because I need it. Not because I've earned it, but because I couldn't do it on my own. He saw me stumbling through the week. He saw you stumbling through the, the, the week. He saw you make that mistake. He saw you stumble over that issue. He heard you when you said that word you shouldn't have said. And yet in spite of all of that, He has come this morning with abundant grace to just pour out on this place. Because that's the kind of God He is. He's a giving God. And He gives us grace abundantly. Amen. Hallelujah. Think about the marvels of mercy. Now you remember what mercy is. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Yeah. What should have happened? God put his hand out and said no. What could have been? God said, no. What was intended to hurt you? God said, no. I'm going to turn that and work that for their good. Mercy. Amen. 
How many of us did not get what we deserve this week? And we come in here this morning and some of us are a little beat up. Some of us are a little worn. Some of us feel like we've aged a little bit over the last few weeks of what we've had to go through and the battles that you're fighting. And, 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 and we've said some things and, you know, I understood the other day how Moses could have smote the rock in anger because life can get you to the point where you're just, you, you can't handle it anymore and you just want to lash out because you have no power to stop what's happening. And yet, in spite of all of that, God never stopped loving me. He never stopped caring for me. He never stopped calling me His own. He never stopped reaching for me. He never stopped talking to me. That in spite of my sin and my failure and my ignorance, He comes to me with mercy. And He wrapped His arms around me and said, Hey, I know you don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Did I deserve that refreshing this morning? No. I should have been spanked. I should have been put in a corner. I should have been in that quiet moment with my nose to the corner. But God said, no, come on, son. Come on. I know that you're but flesh. Come on. I'm going to help you today. I'm going to give you something you don't deserve. I'm going to wrap arms around you that are big enough to make you feel safe. I'm going to let you know that I am your shepherd. I do go before you and I am also behind you. So you don't have to fear what's coming down the road. And you don't have to worry about what might be coming up behind you. Because lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. I am glad today for a God who freely gives me all things. Amen. Amen. Think about the greatness of His love. Everlasting. Everlasting love. Unfailing love. Unfailing love. Unbreakable love. Sacrificial Love. And he gave it freely. He just lavished it on us. For God so loved the world that he gave. The only reason we're here this morning is because of that verse. Why else would we be here? I mean, there's a lot of other social causes to be a part of. There's a lot of a lot of other sororities or 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 or, or, or clubs or memberships, the Rotary Club, the Lions Club. There's all kind of do good organizations in our world. But the reason we're here today, the whole reason that we lift our hands and worship Him is because for God so loved the world that He gave, He gave, He gave, He gave, He gave, He gave His only begotten. That whosoever, oh, 
Punch your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Yeah. With all your warts and all of your mess-ups and all of your failures, all of your insecurities, all of your weaknesses, he loved the whole world. That whosoever will, let him come. He said, you can drink of the waters of life freely. It doesn't cost you. You didn't have to pay. You think offerings paying. We're not paying God. Some people have a misconception about what this offering thing's all about. Well, that's just because the church always wants money. No. That's just my opportunity to give God, a, a, to honor Him and, and let Him know, God, I'm just telling you, I know what you've done in my life, and I'm going to honor your word. I'm going to give you that tenth because that belongs to you. It doesn't belong to me anyway. And then I'm going to give my offering because that's my sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving for the abundance that you've given to me. Amen. Think about the power of the Holy Ghost. Indwelling, regenerative, renewing, comforting, directing, anointing, appointing, sanctifying, joy-giving, guiding, indwelling, creative. The power of the Holy Ghost that is in you right now. And he gave it to you free. <laughs> free. You didn't get it at Six Flags because they're going to charge you to get through that gate. You're not going to get it at Dillard's either because they're going to charge you for coming through that gate too. But when you come into his presence, he just opens his storehouse and said, okay, here it is. What do you need today? Huh. What do you have? You need healing. You need strength. You need encouragement. You, you, you need understanding. You need wisdom. You, you, you need direction. You need light. I have it all here, 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 here. Come on, come on, come on. Isn't it terrible that the sad fact about Israel was that God had his arms wide open and his chest open and his reservoir open to them and they weren't even interested in reaching in to take one thing that God offered them. And yet today God has done the same thing for us. He just comes in here and spreads the banquet table, puts every kind of blessing. Every, you, you say, how do you? Because the Bible said, he giveth to me all things that pertain to life and godliness. God gives all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given me what I need spiritually. He's going to give me what I need physically. Man. Why is it so hard for us to believe that? That God freely... Gives. Amen. The restorative power of his forgiveness. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. Blotting out. Not Xing. Because you can still see that. You see, that's the way they canceled debts. They would come to the courts of the city. And they would write that debt on a board. And everybody knew that so-and-so was indebted to so-and-so for this amount of money. 
And when that debt was paid, they would cross it out. But the debt was still seen. But when God wanted us to understand what His forgiveness is, He said, I'm not going to just cross it out. I'm going to take a sponge and I'm going to wipe it completely so there's a a blank spot there. Nobody's ever going to know what you and I have taken care of. Nobody's ever going to know what went on in your heart and in your life and in your mind. But you and I, and I'm not ever going to tell anybody because I'm going to put it in the sea. I'm going to put it far. I'm going to put it behind my back and I'm never going back. I'm never reaching back for it because that's just who I am. I'm the God who freely gives all things. Oh, Lord. I want you to just very quickly, I'm going to shut up. Maybe this isn't doing for you what it did for me. But he giveth. He giveth. It means to show favor or to freely, unreservedly, unconditionally, in kindness, pardon, and rescue, do something for somebody. He freely gives us the privilege to believe in Him and to believe on Him. I don't know if some of us understand just how valuable our faith is until our back is against the wall. And that's all we have is just our faith. But you know what? Even when you're stripped of everything else, faith still works. Amen. Faith still holds you up. Faith still secures you. The reason, again, that I've done all that I've done today is because God's Word has told me. I told Him this last night. I said, God, I'm not asking you for anything that's not in your book. I'm only asking you because you said, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. I'm not asking you for something you cannot do. I'm simply asking you for what you can do because your Word has told me I can do that. And the reason that I'm here today is Because the faith that is in my heart has lifted me up when I could not stand on my own. Faith has helped me stand. Hallelujah. 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 What a difference faith and believing has made in our lives. Think of the difference that a little bit of faith has made in your life over the last little while? What adversity have you faced that was so overwhelming that when you first heard it, it just took the life out of you? And yet after you absorbed it and you began to process all of it, faith came back to the surface and said, okay, Now, that's what man says. What does God have to say? Amen. And I'm going to tell you something, church. God still has something to say. Amen. God still has something to say. And it's because of that faith that some of you are still on your feet today. The reason I pray. The reason that I pray, the reason that I worship, the reason that I keep going 
and trusting and expecting. And the reason that I'm still here is because of that faith that I have in who I believe. Amen. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen. I'm not standing up here because I'm strong. I'm standing up here today because He has helped make me strong. And the reason that you're still here and the devil hasn't taken you out even though he's taken a whack at you and even though he has set a trap for you and even though he has enticed some of you somewhere along the way faith resurrected itself. Faith came back to the surface and something said, oh no, we haven't heard yet what God has to say. Let's hold out. You see, that's what faith does. Faith holds out for a better verdict and even though life may be saying this about your situation why don't you just hold on a little longer and see what God might be able to do and what God will do if you will but trust him amen I'm going to close there's too many other things I could talk about I'm going to challenge you go home get your Bible and just take your concordance if you don't have one go go to Google Google can help you just put how many times is the word given or giveth or give used in the New Testament. And look at all the things the Scripture says He's given. Amen. He's given the ministry of reconciliation. You know what that means? That means when I sin or when I fail, that God is not sickened by me. He does not loathe me. He is not ashamed of me. But He has made a way for me to escape. He said, if you have sinned, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And for that purpose, there is the remitting of sin. Amen. I am thankful today. Amen. That doesn't give me an excuse to sin. But this I know, that when I stumble, God doesn't mark me off. What if when we had sinned, and what if when we failed God, if God forever tied us to that failure? What if when we did wrong, that wrong was never separated from our lives? What if when we made a mistake, or we made a misstep, what if that guilt had to follow us all the days of our life and the habit could never be broken? If every time we fail, we slip back and we slip back and we can never make back that ground that we had lost. That would be a hell of all hells. But because he giveth freely, because he gives freely, Because he has given a ministry of reconciliation, of making right, of bringing back together. I'm here today, and you're here today. I know some of you don't think you've ever done any wrong, but I could probably find a few missteps in all of our lives. I'm not looking for that. I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter who you are, that God makes room for me, and He does not mark me off of the book because of what He has given. He has made available. He has offered to me. He's put on the table and said, you can have it. If you want it, you can access it if you will. He's given us an earnest of an inheritance. He's just given us a down payment. You think heaven, 
is going to be all streets of gold. It's going to be a magnification of everything we've been experiencing over the last few weeks and months in this place. And the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost because He giveth. God gives us. He gives us the love of God. He gives us that love. And it's shed abroad in our heart because it's given by the Holy Ghost. Everlasting hope. First or Second Thessalonians 2. He said, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the tradition which you have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope. He gives love and power and a sound mind. He gives scripture to guide us. He gives wisdom for our understanding. He gives all things that pertains to life. He gives and he gives and he gives. But he also gives something else. He gives us the opportunity to suffer for his name. Now, to many of you, that seems like a contradiction. But it's not. I have discovered this much about God. There are some things God's not going to take me out of. He's going to let me live through it. Amen. And that's the part of Christianity that none of us want to really embrace. And some of you are suffering today. And you don't understand why you're suffering. It's because God has given you the privilege of standing with Him in His suffering. Amen. A thorn, Paul said, was given. Who wants that? Who wants that? A thorn. In my flesh. Now some scholars have tried to play that off as that it was church trouble. But the reality is it was not church trouble. It was a physical malady. That plagued and tormented his body. And we never read where God ever took that thorn. Out of Paul's life. And yet Paul found a way of magnifying God. Even with the thorn in his flesh. You know what I've been condemned of lately? That when I suffer, I do not always suffer with Him. Amen. I suffer alone in my self-pity. But when He suffered, the Bible said He opened not His mouth. He was taken As a lamb before its shearers. And he said not a word. He could have called 10,000 angels. But he kept his words to himself. And he bore it. And he lived through it. To prove to me that I can bear it. And I can live through it too. And you know what? I'd like to pray away some of the afflictions that come. But I've learned this much about God. There are some things that God may allow in my life for a season so that I can really, 
identify with Him. Because until you've really suffered, you can't really identify with Him. But when you've known betrayal, and when you've known heartbreak, and when you've known hatred, and when you've known slander, and when you've known jealousy, and when you've known bitterness, and when you've known persecution, and when you've been lied on, and when you have been misused and misrepresented, and when you have been forsaken, and when you have been talked about, and when you have been crucified, you have simply been elevated to His level, and you have been brought into a fellowship with Him that is a fellowship like no other. And instead of moaning about it, I need to thank God that I have the opportunity today to suffer with Him. Come on, stand to your feet. To bear the cross all the way. He suffered for well-doing. Did you hear me? Are you listening? He suffered for well-doing. He suffered for righteousness sake. Paul wrote again to Timothy and said, Whereof I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the cause, for the which cause I also suffer these things. I'm a preacher. I'm an apostle. I'm a teacher. And because of that, I suffer. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that. Which I have committed unto him against that day. Yet if any man suffer. As a Christian. If if any man suffer. As a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. It is a faithful saying that if we be dead with him, we we, we shall also live with him. And if we suffer, We shall also reign with Him. Paul said in another portion of Scripture that I suffer for a little while. It's not going to last always. But you know what? If He didn't give up, neither am I. If He didn't go back, neither will I. Why? Because He has given to me the opportunity to suffer for His name. Amen.
Oh God, help us to understand what you've freely given. The opportunity. The opportunity. To enjoy the greatest things in all the earth while going through a little trouble as we do it. Of embracing and and fellowshipping the greatest mysteries that the world has ever known. Mercy, grace, forgiveness, reconciliation, peace, joy, contentment. I have the opportunity to enjoy that today because he's given it. He just poured it out without measure. But he also gives me the opportunity to stand with him and stand up and stand strong and suffer for his sake. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but to also suffer for his sake. You know what I think? I think it would be wise for me. I don't know about you. It would be wise for me today to take up my cross and follow Him. And go with Him all the way. Father, we love you today. I don't even know how to express the gratitude. The mercies, the grace, the goodness, the love, the compassion, the strength, the peace, the joy, the help, the encouragement, the life, the life that I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I'm not here today because I'm perfect, Lord. I'm here today because I'm forgiven. I'm not here today, God, because I deserve it. I'm here today because I need it. God, I am so thankful that heaven gives and gives and gives. All things that pertain to life and godliness. You give victory. You give joy unspeakable and full of glory. You give peace that passeth all understanding. Lord, you make available to me today all that grace affords. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you just close your eyes for just a moment? Don't be in a hurry to leave yet. Come on, just close your eyes and wait on the Lord. Come on, Brother Clyde, sing right now. Hallelujah. I bless your name. I bless your name. 